The following content has been provided by RWTH, Aachen University. I want to briefly talk about how we can actually implement the window manager. There's a couple options here. Clearly, first of all, what's needed is that the window manager needs to talk to the base window system somehow, right? Uh, because obviously, it will have to do things like you know, position windows or resize windows when the user asks for that. So when the user clicks the um, you know, close button on a window manager, on a window manager decorated uh, close box, then the window engine needs to tell the application that this window gets closed and remove it. So it talks to the window-based window system, but it's also sort of like a server of the applications and can change their appearance. Right? If the user clicks the resize button or, or an iconify button, then, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, then clearly the window manager will have the application change the appearance of its window. There's a couple different options here to place the window manager. One is you could say, um, I'm going to make it part of the base window system. When I say make part of, what that means is technically uh, you integrate it into the same process. So it basically um, sits in the same address space, can talk to the base window system um, directly via function calls, method calls. It doesn't have to use inter-process communication. Uh, this is great because it saves you communications overhead when it's like sort of attached to the base window system here directly. Um, just like the base window system uh, is usually directly um, in the same address space as the, as the GEL. Right? They usually share one address space and they call each other or the base window system calls the GEL simply by doing method calls. Um, but the overview kind of suffers to when you put it in here and you also can't simply detach it and exchange it. A second solution could be to run a completely separate server. So it's like an, an entirely disconnected server here. Um, the question now is who gets to talk to whom. The problem is that the application needs to talk to the window manager, uh, but the window manager also needs to talk to the base window system. The application also needs to talk to the base window. So we have this like three-way communication. And that's never a good idea, as you probably you know, know from computer science experience. Um, so we got lots of connections here. Um, but it would make the window manager exchangeable and independent of the rest of the system, which is kind of a nice architectural feature. Um, so what we'll often see then is that the window manager actually is a separate uh, user uh, process. Yes, you can exchange it. Um, but it uses a mechanism to um, arrange itself with the base window system and the apps. It uses the mechanism of shared resources, which means if the window manager, um, for example, uh, needs a window position from the base window system, um, it gets it from there, checks whether the location makes sense or whether you know, he has some other policy, maybe it's a tiling window manager that wants stuff to go somewhere else, and then basically requests a position change back to the base window system if that's necessary. So in this way, the application and the window manager are communicating, but they're not communicating directly. They're really communicating by looking at shared resources stored in the base window system. So there is no direct connection, even though it looks like it here, there's no direct connection going this way. There is basically just a connection over these shared resources. We should probably change that error maybe um, to make that clearer here that this is not directly um, the apps talking to the window manager. And uh, we'll see, again, we'll see this as an example in the X window system um, where we can poke around and, and, and mess with the window manager and, and exchange it and do stuff like this. So the Unix-based system uh, is the most open one here that we can use to tinker with. 
the, the, the window manager is there, as we said, to implement a look and feel. So it's the one that basically says how things appear and how you interact with them. Uh, that means that it will be the one to put in place and enforce certain conventions. Uh, these conventions could be about visual consistency. For example, um, closed boxes always go at the top right corner and they're always a little X. Right? That's what you see in all Windows applications. In early days, when people were writing their own sort of, you know, were just beginning to understand how to write graphical applications, uh, when you saw like Windows 3.1 applications, um, you would often have every application defining its own way of how to end it. Do you remember that? You know, sometimes you would have to press like Control X to exit an application, or Control E, or Control Q for quit, or sometimes, you know, then there's the Alt F4 sort of trigger thing. So there were all these different ways of doing it. And, and that's a mess, of course. You don't want that. Um, and behavioral consistency is what sort of ensures this, right? So um, central actions like quitting an application or closing a window should always be tied to the same keyboard shortcut and to the same mouse action. Um, that's what you can enforce and, and support with a window manager. So we have visual consistency so that buttons, for example, to close a window always look the same. We've got behavioral consistency that they're always in the same place and they work the same way, or the keyboard shortcuts work the same way. Um, and we've got description consistency, meaning configuration files like the plist that we just saw are consistent in syntax and semantics across all the different levels of late refinement that we identified. Uh, that usually requires you to define a special language, but hey, we're computer scientists, right? We love defining languages. So in conclusion, the window manager uh, leads us from a system view to an even more user-centered view of the base window system, uh, of the window system as a whole. It's sort of the accompaniment of the user during the session. Which, by the way, and this is often overlooked, also means that the window manager, in, this, in essence, is often uh, responsible for the whole sort of uh, login until log off. It's sort of the, it holds your hand for the entire uh, duration of you working with the window system. Potentially, it could be exchangeable so that you could implement new variants of desktop metaphors without having to change the entire system. This is, by the way, an excellent tool for research. Now, we keep harping on about uh, the X-Window system, although it you know, has one of the oldest roots of the ones that we're using today. But it's still used a lot when people try to tinker with Windows systems, try to mess with it, try to come up with new ideas. Um, you know, for example, um, we, I saw a paper, not, not this one, but uh, just recently, uh, where people were trying to do uh, essentially 3D windows, um, meaning that they were windows that you could look behind. They were like actual you know, sheets of, uh, with a foreground and a background. So if you wanted to, uh, you could take them and, and like sort of rip them off and throw them around. So they had much more physical uh, capabilities. And that's something you often then uh, can do with the X-Window system because it lets you change the window manager and change these policies and these behaviors and the appearance. However, um, there's one thing that's still a little unclear. Uh, let's say I have a window manager and the window manager has a, um, a close button. That close button will have a certain visual appearance, right? It will have a certain visual style. Maybe it's like, you know, bubbly red or maybe it's, an, it's this, you know, X or something. And it will have a certain color scheme, etc. Now, the applications inside will also have things like buttons, scroll bars, menus, etc., etc. Um, the window manager may also use menus to, to decorate the top of the screen or the top of each window. 
we need to make sure that these two are consistent. And there's nothing that enforces that technically. So at, a, at some level, uh, the people who write the user interface toolkit and define what an application level button, an application level menu looks like, also need to make sure that there is a window manager available that matches that appearance. That is, by the way, why when we look at X, we will see there's a motif user interface toolkit and a motif window manager. The two were designed in sync together to create the same appearance for the decoration of the windows and inside the windows themselves. And it looks really strange when you exchange one but not the other because then you get visual inconsistency between decorations around the windows and the stuff that's inside them. So in all, we know that the window manager positions, decorates windows, provides the look and feel for interacting with the window system. Um, it lets users control windows independent of applications. It's a user-centered system view, and it provides the mechanism. Um, uh, the base window system provides those mechanisms. The window manager implements the policies. This is the same slide that we looked at earlier on. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.